Hey, girlfriends, welcome to this bonus episode where I interview Wani Phillies. Now, I must preface this by saying this episode was recorded two months before the actor strike. We stand in complete solidarity with the actors and the writers trying to get their money. She even mentions in the interview that the actor strike is possibly coming. And honestly, at the time, I only half believed her. <laughs> so you're probably asking, what does this interview have to do with girlfriends? Well, nothing. I just got the opportunity to interview her and I didn't want to waste it. So I decided to drop it on the feed. Plus, she's on a TV show similar to Girlfriends, and there's a lot of cross-viewership. I tend to like these character actors that, although they may not be a series regular, they're still putting in that work, you know? They're standing out, they're fun to watch. So I went through her, her catalog of stuff that she's done, and there isn't a bad performance in the bunch. And she's super fun to watch. And to me, I, I think I'm hard to impress. But um, I do mention to her in this interview that she tends to have great facial acting, as you've seen if you've watched Harlem. And there's a few times where she has scenes like this where she's meant to react to what's going on around her. And the funny thing is, she was completely unaware of this. So you'll hear me informing her about her, uh, quote, special skill. We cover a wide variety of topics in the interview, so if you want to listen all the way through, you can, but there's also timestamps in the show notes if you guys want to jump through different parts of the conversation. You can find video clips on our Twitter, my Instagram, and the last 15 minutes of the interview will be on my YouTube. All those links are in our show notes. Now bear with me, okay, because I've recently become a fan of hers, so I am sometimes a complete cheese ball in this interview, so please excuse my fangirl behavior and my nervousness as you listen. And without further ado, here is my conversation with the lovely Wani Phillies. Hey, Nettie. How are you? Hey, how's it going, Wani? I'm good. How's it going? Happy- Doing good. How's your day been? It's been chill. And so I was just um, at the pool with my wife and then I came down. That's awesome. Um, so I want to talk to you last week. You mentioned that, you know, South of Nowhere, you know, that show. I did. That was probably one of like the first um, shows with queer characters that like I watched. Yeah, that was uh, early, early 2000s. So me and my sister did a podcast about it and interview the cast members and all that stuff covered the whole show and yeah you're the first actor I've interviewed that wasn't on that show so this is interesting oh really and that's that so I've... funny and I love that show because like that the relationship between the two leads like that was like I always like aspired to have that yeah they were great so Wani Feliz thank you so much for being on this bonus episode of of our podcast you're on Amazon Prime's Harlem you played Isabella Benitez Santiago and you're also known as the woman who broke Quinn's heart. Why? <laughs> Why did you do that? That's my favorite character. I know. Quinn is my favorite character, too, actually. Um, funny enough. Why? Why did yeah. Isabella break wouldn't, heart? That, wouldn't that be funny if I just invited you here to answer for your crimes? Like, right? Yeah. <laughs> Crucify me here. Do you have people that come up to you and ask you or, or in your DMs talking about that stuff? Oh, no. Yeah. A lot of people were like DMing like, no. When you broke her heart, you broke my heart, too. <laughs> they took it like, oh, we're like, you bet you guys better get back together. And a lot of people were waiting on that throughout the season. And I didn't want to give anything away, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah. So I happened to be like at the worst time. I went to your IMDb and then at the top, it pretty much spoiled the fact that you're in two episodes for season two. And I was like, oh, shit. So I was just hoping that that was a mistake. And that you'd be coming back. Yeah, I think like people were like looking up on IMDb, like um, whether my character would come back, like how many episodes this season, which I find very surprising how like in terms of audiences, people are very in tune with checking that. Like I don't check that right, like as a viewer, but I'm like, whoa, people actually like really look up to see and kind of like connect the dots, which I found really interesting. Yeah. Why? Why only two episodes? Was that a schedule thing or just how it was? It just happened. No, I think um, well, Tracy even told me um, after the fact that like the the storyline was supposed to be a little longer. However, for the second season, their season order was a lot shorter. It was eight episodes out of 10. And then because they had to cut down 
there were just some changes that had to be made. But she was she did say that it was supposed to go on a little longer. But, you know, like we don't with this show, you never know what happens. Yeah. You know, I, I know some producers were like, you don't know where the, the, the storylines will go. If there's a they'll come back around. There's it's very like, I don't know where it would go. Right. It's still open ended. But some characters do come back. And in terms of what it means for Quinn and Isabella, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Like I don't know, have any information on that. But um. I think that with the breakup, they wanted to make sure it felt like the audience was kind of some audiences felt like Isabella definitely like played her. Right. I've heard that. And other people yeah. felt like, no, like Quinn was rushing into it. Isabella just wanted some time and some space to focus on the election. So I think that was kind of the point. It was like people were going to be a little torn about how they felt about it. But the idea the hope was that people wouldn't hate Isabella right, right at the end. And for the most part, what I've seen on like social media is people are mainly in Isabella's corner. Like, they're in Quinn's corner, too. But they realize that even if Quinn's your favorite character, she was kind of doing a little too much. And we're not automatically going to hate Isabella because we understand where she's coming from as far as like Quinn needing to kind of recalibrate her heart to understand what, you know, a relationship should be and things like that. So. Yeah, I haven't really and I've seen th- that much hate with Isabella. And I think that um, in terms of the way I understood the scene going into it is that Isabella had no intentions of breaking things up in that night. Like they had just come back from a date. She was just really like, I have to head home. I have a lot going on in the morning. And I think that it was when Quinn said that we're a couple that she realized like, oh, Quinn might be moving a lot faster than I am at this point. I'm sorry that I asked if you were mad at me or something. It's just my brain is just full, <laughs> which is something you should know now that we're a couple. Couple. Quinn, we just started hanging out. Yeah. And it's been amazing, no? Yes, but in a slow and casual way. Oh, God, you are breaking up with me. Whoa, stop. You're getting ahead of yourself. I like you. I love spending time with you. I just don't think I have a lot of time for a relationship right now. And if I can't like meet her where she's at right now, like that's I think that's when she's like, maybe I'm I'm just going to keep leading her on in terms of how much effort I can put into a relationship right now. But I don't think she had any intention or to like end things. I think she wanted I think it was more of like in terms of letting it go. It was more like I can't even like give you the time and ascension that you deserve like it will it will be a disservice to the relationship so it's interesting isn't it's been really interesting hearing people's point of view on it yeah and i think like everybody comes at it from a different from their own like experiences and relationships too right whether you're a little jaded and that's happened to you and yeah i mean yeah i saw um someone say that isabella let her on or i'm like I don't think so. I think neither of them talked about what their intentions were prior. And I think that's probably where things went awry. Yeah. And it was very soon. It was very, um, they had just like been on a few dates and like Quinn had also been dating Sean. Right. So it's just like from Isabella's point of view, she didn't assume that Quinn was going to like, just go head first and, (laughs) you know, be ready for the relationship right away, especially at being her first relationship with a girl you know mm-hmm. what I really like about the way you act I'm like I, I'm trying to figure out like what is it that I'm seeing you do a lot of facials that accompany the lines you say that are just spot on fucking just perfect you ever you know that right you're like that's my strength <laughs> I, I don't know that, that that's my strength but thank you I, I never heard somebody like a uh, phrase it that way yeah, that's what I, I noticed that in a lot of things that you're in that I feel like you're used that way, too, um, in certain scenes. And also your line delivery. You have very melodic ways of how you deliver lines sometimes. Are you a musician at all? No. Oh, wow. No, I wish I was. No, I'm not a I musician. was like, are you a rapper? What the fuck? Uh, but yeah, it's really good. I to- could be a rapper. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. When I was young, I wanted to be a rapper. Oh, shit. Like, that's pretty dope. <laughs> Who were your inspirations at that time? Oh no! It was like when I was watching Making the Band. Oh man, yes, Making the Band too. I tried to write, write my own rap song when I was like twelve. What a time! That's uh, that's as far as it goes. Mm. So as far as Isabella on paper, she's 
a queer politician of color, Ivy Leaguer. What other things did you add to the character to kind of like round her out and kind of detail like her characteristics as a person? Well, I feel like out of all the characters that I've played, Isabella's the closest one to me. Yeah. And especially in her dynamic with Quinn, I have been in that kind of situation before. Hmm. A lot of my previous relationships with women have kind of been like that. Like with my ex-girlfriend, it was like that. It was like someone that had no interest in women at all. And we became friends and then it kind of snuck up on both of us. And so like I understood that dynamic very well, mm-hmm. well and how to tread it. So that just came from like my own experience. And then, um, you know, Isabella's from New York. I'm from New York. So I feel like I didn't have to I was able to just like speak the way I speak. Right. Yeah. I went to Harvard. I think Isabella went to Cornell and, you know, I think like in so many ways, it was like very parallel. So I feel like I didn't change, have to change a lot about myself. And then mm-hmm. because I had been in like romantic situations like Quinn and Isabella, like then I just kind of channeled through that. That's good. I, I noticed that first I'd only seen you in Harlem as far as I remember. And I noticed that when you play Isabella, your posture is up a lot more and your chin is up a lot more. As if, you know, politicians very much are like, a walking billboard for their campaigns and everything's perfect and the clothes and the hair and the smile. I guess that's something that you subconsciously added to the character, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I actually don't pay attention to that, but I, that is definitely, I guess it's like a subconscious thing when I prepare roles of just like how they walk, like their, their swagger mm-hmm. basically, or like, yeah, like how they carry themselves, how they stand yeah, like how they enter a room. I think it's subconscious, but there is something that like, yeah, I just kind of like get into. Right. Especially with queer characters, it's fun to kind of play like the different gamut of femininity and also masculinity, right? Yeah. At first I watched it and I'm like, is that just something she's doing as herself or is that an Isabella thing? And then I watched all the rest of your stuff and I'm like, yeah, that never comes back. You don't do it. I think in any other character that I've seen you in. So I I was just curious about that. Yeah. And I think that's like a goal of mine too. I want all my characters to feel different. Yeah. Like very distinct from one another. They definitely are. Like you don't carry over characteristics very often from what I've seen. Good. I'm glad that that, that's coming across. Whatever it means for me to say that. No, it does because that's, that's something that like when I think of like the roles I want to play, I want them to feel very different from one another. But mm-hmm. also, especially if I'm playing queer roles, I want them to also feel very distinct from one another. Do you prefer queer roles? Yeah, I do. I think like the I obviously I think I have more fun with them. OK, because um, I get to bring a lot of myself in them or also like channel my own friends. Right. So so that's a lot of fun. And also, I just like I love my queer community. Fans go hard, which is which I really appreciate. And you know, growing up watching TV and films, I wanted to have people that like I really admired mm-hmm. and one whose work I wanted to watch. I mean, that's why like South of Nowhere, like was this something that really stood out in my brain as one of the sh- first queer shows that I watched. So like, it's awesome to to be that for other people too. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's not even for like people that are younger. It's also people that are older and are just coming into their sexuality now, you know? Mm-hmm. So I really like being able to do that. Awesome. So I have a little bit here about more about Isabella's character. There might be, if we could get more information about Isabella, if we'd actually gotten to see who she was as a person, I feel like she can be a little, I don't know, manipulative, but politician-ish. But like when she walks into the bowling alley, she's like, oh yeah, my friends left and I stayed behind. And we find out that that's kind of a lie. Yeah. That it was a date that didn't show up. Confession time. This was supposed to be a date. But she stood me up. The only reason I posted that story was because I thought she forgot. And she saw it, the reminder. Oh no, why didn't you just call her? I did. It's like six times. Oh. And I texted her. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Summer I was like, holy shit. We got a clinger. <laughs> <laughs> we got a fucking... And I texted her. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, what did you what did you think of that? Did you think did you even read into that or was it just lines you said? I think it was um, 
Well, there's like things that Quinn and Isabella have in common. There is. Right? Like there is, they do, they probably do navigate relationships pretty similarly. It's just that, that like, I think Isabella is, is busy and then her career comes first right now. But there might be, we, we I don't know, right? We haven't explained that, but there right. might be things that Isabella does, that Quinn does too. Like, I'm going to hit up this girl six times because she stood me up. And I think she right. lied because she was embarrassed. You know, she yeah. thought about like, oh, yeah, I was here with friends. Like, safe face. Like, that's the politician way. That's what they do on mm-hmm. That's what they do. And I think she was already interested in Quinn at that point, you know? Oh, you think already? It wasn't even... I mean, in terms of like, I think her her peak into like when probably happened, I think when they did that whole little makeover. Oh, the montage thing. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Or maybe beforehand or, you know, like it could be. You never know. I think it also like I think uh, Isabella probably heard about Quinn through Quinn's mom. And then when she probably saw her, she's like, oh, you, (laughs) you know, yeah, you're the girl. Um, Speaking of that bowling scene, I don't know if you remember, but were you dressed like a matador in that scene? Oh, with the little <laughs> jacket? That was my was, Isabella's date outfit. <laughs> a matador. I, was, I was like, um, well, you pulled it off so well that I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing. We're dressing like matadors now. I'm going to look online and search for my perfect outfit. <laughs> like, you wear the clothes very well. It could be whatever. I feel like you, your characters kind of inform like a walking lookbook. So speaking of your special skill, um, there's a scene in uh, season two where uh, you're with Quinn and Quinn's pulling out these sex toys, right? And you're reacting. Were you given free reign on like how to react or were you just prompted with like surprise? Like, oh no, yeah. Appalled. I think like in the script, like one of the, what was like the term that they use? Lackluster reaction was kind of the thing like okay but they hmm. they didn't really like go into specifics about whether she was horrified or like nothing <laughs> it was just kind of like i just you know when you do these scenes you do them a few times but like i right. think they just chose the reactions that they that they wanted but, i think it was just like how would isabella react to each one of these sex objects and it just kept getting bigger and, yeah, bigger, yeah. and bigger. I mean, so did the objects, but your facials. And I was like, "This is great. She's yeah. good." Even when uh, when we were filming, when she pulls out the the big yeah. last one, I was laughing for a while. Like it was like a lot long laugh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't tell obviously the way they edited, it, but right, right. I can imagine though. That was because I was laughing too. I was like, "Well, part of me was like, oh my god, Quinn, you're ruining it. <laughs> you're ruining it.'" But yeah, so did you, um, did you see that coming at all? Or <laughs> no, did not because we they don't show you what she actually purchased until and then you get to that scene and it's like oh wow and it just keeps going and going and I'm just like oh god, Isabel's just gonna leave. She's gonna leave. But <laughs> she ended up laughing and thought it was funny. I mean, what would you have done in that situation? I know that you're the one asking me questions, but I really want to know what, what people done? would do. God, I don't know. Honestly, leave? I don't know. That's a that's a good question, though. Great reverse card. But no, I don't know. So there's another scene. Let's talk about... I'm, now I'm getting a little detailed. If you don't remember, it's fine. So you're in the apartment. There's Quinn, Angie, and you. They're eating snacks on the couch. You come over, lay on the couch, take one of Angie's hot Funyuns, right? Taking her best friend, you're taking her hot Funyuns. <laughs> and then you eat the hot Funyun. By the way, it, you look like... It didn't taste good. You made a face when you chewed it. But the whole rest of the scene, are you actually continuing to chew while you're saying your your lines? Is that what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I was still chewing. Um, well, it's funny because the when you pointed out that I I hate onions, like in real life. Oh, it's shit. A phobia. Oh, shit. So when we were filming, it was there that like, you know, Isabella jumps on the couch kind of thing. She reaches over and that like... And she's like, what the fuck? Like, girl, yeah. you know? <laughs> and but so the first take that we did, I just chewed into it. But I think my natural reaction was like, you know, like, right. really, my natural reaction. And Megan Good was actually the one who directed that um, episode. And so she was like, 
that was actually pretty funny that like you're like she was like you look like you didn't I was like yeah I have an onion and I didn't realize it came across but like you said my face right expressive and then she was like that was actually pretty funny so I don't know I guess like which take they went but that was like my natural reaction to it I was like so you kept every take you had to eat another one or was it just the one or how did that yeah I probably ate like a few and then okay. I only would eat a piece and then just like. I saw. Right? You, didn't, like, you didn't pop it in your mouth. It was just like yeah. in your hand. And I know Grace, the actress that plays Quinn. Grace was like. Right. I love her. I love she Grace. She was like, are you seriously just wasting Funyuns right now? Because they were eating those Funyuns for real. Like, um, so. It was, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. The whole rest of the scene, you're kind of like flicking it out of your teeth while you're saying the line, which works. And I was like, well. Obviously, they wouldn't have her chewing on purpose through the scene saying her lines, but I thought maybe it was a continuity thing that they just kept having you um, eat them. But it worked because it made it seem really natural and more like swag, swagged out to say the lines. Really? Especially, um, yeah, it was like... It's not Angie. I just have so many meetings with the run up to the election and I need to be up at the crack of dawn, so... Well, I got so much ah, to do with the election. <laughs> Got to get up with the crack of toes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like one of those things in the moment. That that scene was pretty funny because every every like little tail end of that scene was different. So we were. I was curious to see how what they went with. Oh shit! Yeah. What were there some other options or what? Um, there was like one where like Quinn is like, "Oh girl, you know you like it, you know that things like that," and it also just like Angie's reactions like. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I think her, her line in that, she says, my days are numbered. Because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, wow. But um, <laughs> I was like thinking about like, what can the fans do to get? <laughs> we can't do anything. But as a fan of an actor, you just kind of sit back and wait um, yeah. for things to happen. Like, as opposed to like a musician, you could just request their song on the radio or some shit or make a TikTok. But fans make a difference, you know, they do. I think producers and writers and stuff, they do pay attention to those things. It's funny because Tracy told me that she got a lot of threats, a lot of threats about Ben and Isabella. But I think they were kind of racing themselves for it, too. Yeah, I I did put out a tweet on our uh, podcast page like, and I didn't know what was going on because a lot of people were anticipating, you know, seeing them more. Yeah. And I, I put out a tweet like, guys, you got to know your audience. You have to know what your audience wants. That's all. I just put the hashtag. It wasn't threatening, though. That's all I want. That's yeah, all I, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. I haven't heard anything, but you never know. Never know. There were some people in the writer's room that were still full of that relationship. So and then, yeah, we'll see. So yeah, we'll move on to an, uh, your other roles. You're so like, I guess the term would be, I mean, character actor, pejorative, or is that a real term? No, that is a term. Okay, cool. So I noticed that you're used differently than a lot of character actors that I see. I watch a lot of Law and Order universe, so I see them come and go, and I see a lot of like, like victim number two, cleaning lady number five, like stuff like that. And I noticed that you're used slightly different. You tend to play characters that come in, help the main characters out with something. And then you're like, deuces, all right, cool. Whatever you learn from me, go ahead and do that and be that. And I love that. I love that that that's how you're used. I think a couple of other things I saw, I think yesterday I watched, I watched The Good Doctor and Power. And those are more typical of like how I see those characters, like character actors use, but mostly you're helping out with something you're closing a case you're encouraging someone's mental health journey with uh naomi voss even summer westmore even Mm -hmm. paloma from one dollar oh my god deep cut we'll talk about that wow Um, you went in i know wani i'm kind of embarrassed you went in there those those are old yeah i find someone told you well i got paramount plus so because some of that stuff is like is hard to find. I didn't find everything, but um, I'm like I, some of the things. I'm like I don't even know where that is. <laughs> where oh that really? Is. Oh shit! Well, I was gonna ask you where something was. I'll ask you at the end where something is that I couldn't find. But maybe I, when cool. I saw you as um as Isabella, I was like, I want to see more stuff. I want to see angsty 
I want to see if you can play angsty. And <laughs> like you had, like I had to test you or some shit, like whatever. So I went on your Instagram and I saw that you're going to be on the rookie feds as a detective. It's the rookie feds. It's a spinoff of the rookie starring Nisi Nash. You play detective Naomi Voss and you guys are kind of like, hi, you butt heads initially mm-hmm. and then kind of become friends, frenemies, whatever. I don't know. And I was like, okay, detectives are angsty. So I went and saw the first episode and that opening scene where you tackle the Lonely Hearts guy. Yeah, yeah. And you're like calling off the FBI. Like, this is my, this is my caller. I bust my ass for months to get close to the clipmates, Casanova, and you bogart my arrest? Our case takes priority. I got on to this guy after he played a widow's lonely heart and conned her out of a hundred grand. Then I found five other women he scammed from here to Dubai. I've got files, interviews. That all sounds great. Now please send it over when you get a chance. Christ, I was like, oh, this is a different person. This is a whole nother person. And you're probably like, of course, Nettie, it's acting. It's what we do. <laughs> but sometimes you see people in other things and it's like, I can still see that last character on you. But I could yeah. not see Isabella on you at all. And that was the second thing I watched. So I was really impressed with that. Awesome. That's good to hear. That's good. What's Nisi Nash like? She's hilarious on Instagram. She's hilarious. She's hilarious. She's so fun. She's she's a good time. It's <laughs> Nisi Nash. Like what you see is what you get. Yeah, definitely. I want to talk about the final, final scene. So you're in two episodes. Mm-hmm. They were like, I guess a donut. It was like one and then skip and then another yeah. one. So the whole time in the second episode, you're promoting like, okay, Simone, mental health. Um, you're, you need to not overwork yourself. You'll be burnt out in six months and all that. And so at the end, you come over, you bring over these uh, like knitting stuff. Knitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're talking about how like you got into it and everything. And that's like the first time we see Naomi actually be kind of like soft, fun. Yeah. Fun. She's <laughs> not like angry at the world. And we don't get much of that, like why she's like the way she is. But I was like, wow, this is like a great scene, like a like a girl's night in knitting. Let's make some sweaters. I don't know. Um, sip some wine. And you guys get started. And uh, Simone says, so you really think this is going to keep me from burning out? And then you say, you remember your line? Yeah. Um, I don't know. But if not, if it doesn't, we will find you something that will or something like that. I don't know. But if it doesn't, we'll find something that will. Yo, the way you delivered that, oh my God. I literally was in my house, like, watching this shit. I was like, oh my God, this girl's gifted as fuck. Like, <laughs> because you can say that line on paper. It's like, I don't know. If we, if it doesn't, we can find something that will. You can say it a bunch of different ways. But that was kind of like the way to kind of signpost it. Like, hey, audience, remember... Mental health is important and we'll keep trying until we find something. Whereas me, I initially lost that message because it was just, oh, fun knitting. This is fun. But this is there's actually a mission to this. And I thought that was great. Did oh, you, you do that? Did who how did that come about? Did you just say the line or what? Yeah. I mean, like I think like when I read uh scripts, I just the first way it comes out, I say if I'm reading it out loud, I'm reading the scene out loud. The first way it comes out typically tends to be what I go with because it's kind of like that's my your first reaction. That's yes, my first reaction is the most conversational. I, I, yeah, it's just more of like yeah, that's just yeah instinct, right? So right, yeah, that's what it would be. It was yeah, it was you just kind of softened your voice, like it was like <laughs> it was just really good. Thank so you. that's something that I like. So you're in. Um, Fleischman is in trouble, Hulu, starring Claire Danes, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, um, and Jimmy Fallon's in there, too, which mm-hmm. he's cool. Uh, you play Alejandra Lopez. Is she a Broadway star? Is that the way you describe you would describe her? Yes, she's a Broadway star. Mm-hmm. Claire Danes plays your uh, your agent. Yes. Yeah, so she discovers her. She's a big hit. She's basically the president tricks show is kind of like the Hamilton of the time. Mm, yeah. Like it's a big deal. And yeah, and it's supposed to like kind of serve Rachel, uh, Claire Danes' character's story, you know, like right. how this person that she helped become a star ends up kind of dumping her too mm-hmm. for the end and all that. Yeah, you're kind of like a character who's like the measure of her success and her 
well-being. So if you're doing well, she's doing well. When you're not doing well, she's not doing well. Let's yeah. talk about that one-woman show. Um, <laughs> so Fleischman's in Trouble was probably like the sixth thing I watched, maybe the sixth or seventh. Like it was pretty midway through the list. And it was like watching a friend at that point. I was like, oh, look at her. She's killing it. Wani's fucking killing it. And it was just like, <laughs> I didn't know you had that in your arsenal. You could actually do that Broadway stuff. And you're really selling it too. The New York Times called us the suffragettes, even though the real word is suffragist. Suffragette, of course, makes us into the light, low-fat version of a person. Suffragettes puts us back in the kitchenette, like we were just womenette or sisterettes. It was funny because with the audition for that, they wanted uh, like a singing piece. Oh, there was going to be a potential musical episode, actually. Or like you would see me on stage singing. But basically for the audition, there was uh, they wanted to see me sing. And I was just like, oh, man, I'm not much of a singer. But for me, like that character always felt like the queer female Lin-Manuel Miranda type thing. So I was like. Yeah, I'm going to do this like Hamilton style. You know, I'm not going to like sing. Suffragette. And, yeah. So like that's I think that's what what got me the role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was good. You were into it. Yeah. It was just like playing around. We'll just like <laughs> let me do the let me try to channel my inner, you know, rapper here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was good. So then like afterwards, Claire Danes plays Rachel. She comes up to you. This is another one. She comes up to you afterwards. We don't hear what she's saying. We just see you react to her. And I'm like, what is she saying? And because I, I see your face and you look skeptical. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, she's asking to be her agent. That's right. Of course. And that was a really good scene. That was a really good, like, showing of your skills. You're probably like, Nettie, what the fuck are these skills? What are you talking about? Um, it's-, it's awesome that, like, you catch on those things. Yeah. I podcast about TV every week. So this is like. Yeah. I've always been a big fan of stuff like it's that. It's really cool. Because no one looks at that stuff. I'm going to start looking for that. In yourself. Not in myself, but oh, like in, okay. in, when I watch things. Yeah. it's uh, Because I think a lot of it, it's like you, I, the way I think of it is if like somebody has the volume off, are you going to be able to understand what's happening in the scene? Say it. Say it. See, with the volume off, I know exactly what you're saying. When you make your faces... I know exactly what you're saying. I don't even need to hear lines. Sometimes you're in scenes and you have no lines. I know exactly what you're saying. Especially in Harlem. <laughs> like, there's a scene where, going back to Harlem, where Quinn comes over to your job to apologize. And you're not saying anything. I think you say a couple words in season one. And you're just kind of just okay, yeah, taking it all in. You know? It's, it's very good. What's Jimmy Fallon like? Was he laughing at your jokes before you told them? Oh, um, he was so funny. He was so nice. So we actually went like, I think he had Tate's, his actual segment. And then we shot that right after. So it was really funny um, yeah. to be there. Like I was like backstage in, a, in the green room while his actual taping of his live show was on. Mm-hmm. So was, and, he, cool. and we, you know, we joked. He's like, come sit at my desk. Uh, like when we were obviously behind mm-hmm. the scenes, he was like, sit at my desk. He took a few photos and then he's. And we were joking, like, when I come back as a guest guest, you know, back and stuff. So he's really funny. Cool. I, wish, I wish that part was a little longer because it was yeah, really... Yeah, that was surprising that it was just such a small clip and I, I saw... But it was photos. just supposed to be that. It was like, you know, Alejandra still famed, you know, like she was everywhere. She was on mm-hmm. Jimmy, whatever. It was, it was supposed to be very fleeting the way it was, um, but it would have been right. cool to make it a little longer. Yeah. Yeah. So Claire Danes was masterful in this. She was amazing. You guys have a scene in the doorway when she comes over. Your character hadn't seen her in like three weeks. And she was going through some stuff. And at the door, she kind of, it's like a, it's like a mental break or something like that. You disappeared. I couldn't let it fall apart. I worked too hard to let it fall apart. No, 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 of course. No, you, you, you did the right thing. Absolutely. Uh, let me let me know if Matt needs any help with the transition. Rachel, wait, wait, is is the deal done? Did he handle it? Yeah, he got it. All of it. It's fine now. Rachel, are you? I'm, I'm fine. 
yeah, I mean, no, it's been a, it's been a rough week, but you know, it's it's fine. When I when I watch stuff like that and an actress doing sadness or depression really well, it kind of takes me out of it. I, I worry for the actor, which is really strange. The whole series, I'm like, is she? Where is she pulling this from? Is she all right? What were you thinking? That's her thing too, right? You say you have a thing like she has. There you go. Ability to portray someone that's literally falling apart, and it was so easy to to like lock in with her in that scene yeah. because you can actually just like react it's one it's awesome to be like in the front row seat to somebody's performance oh i was so jealous of you you know because <laughs> even that she's getting a lot of nominations for her work in it and stuff like to see it right in front of you it's really freaking cool yeah and like as an actor it always helps to be able to lock in with the actor opposite you like yeah. to really connect and just kind of get lost because that's when the best performances between two actors comes through when you're like really connected Mm -hmm. and what i also find amazing is when people are able to switch it off and she's one of those actresses like you know there was one take where she was just like can i have a moment and the moment was so short all she needed was like yeah and she was ready to go but outside of that like she didn't like go off to a corner and like sulk she was just Normal and talking to people. And so as soon as they say cut, she's out of it and can get right back into it pretty easily. Yeah. Like she'll probably just be like, give me a moment and it will be like a few seconds and then she's back. In. Wow. She's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Me and my sister, we love her and uh, Romeo and Juliet. That's like our thing. She's our Juliet. So Aww. yeah, it was great seeing her in that. See, that's the thing. I wouldn't have watched it if you hadn't been in it. And so I watched it and I actually liked it. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> thank you for awesome. doing that that well. Yeah. People um, told me like, Oh, I'm only watching it because you're in it. Because I think they were like, you know, they didn't think that they would relate to it. Like that's exactly what I thought. Color, like they didn't think that they would relate to it, but I'm like, no, it's sure. It's a mostly white cast and you mm-hmm. know, there's the upper East side or, but like, it's like, no, this, the storyline and yeah. the takeaways are just like, they are. <laughs> so I'm going to touch on DMZ real quick. So it's on HBO. It stars Benjamin Bratt, Rosario Dawson. You play Carmen. Well, Benjamin Bratt's like the bad guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, you play his girlfriend, his wife. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend. Um, um, what's Rosario Dawson like? She's so dope. She's so funny, super down to earth, always just joking around and talking to everyone on set. Another person that is able to like be in the scene, ugly cry and then snap out of it and crack a joke. Like yeah. she's oh, she's really, really fun. And working with her was like very special to me because I watched her in kids when I was younger. Mm, kids. I was yeah. like too young to watch kids. But my cousin, who was like a teenager at the time, was watching it. And she was just like, Bonnie, come over here. I think like you look like the, that actress on that in that movie. And oh, that yeah. always stuck to me. And I kind of always like kind of like followed her career. Not like like followed, followed. But basically, like anytime she was on something, I would just watch it because I'm like, yeah. oh, that's that actress that my cousin told me I look alike. And that for me was like a first representation of someone like that looks like me on screen. Yeah. You know, I could literally say like, oh, resemble her. So mm-hmm. that was really a pinch me moment to work with her. It felt like full circle. I remember texting my cousin like, you won't believe who I <laughs> work with. And she's like, oh, my God. And yeah, and I think that they kind of the fact that she and I resemble each other in some subtle ways as a a point of contention of why. What was that fight scene like working with her on that? That I was mean, fun. Was... We we did, did rehearse it with stunt people, but we actually did most of it. So that That's was cool. a lot of fun. Like I was like, what am I doing here, <laughs> Yankee? That Rosario Dawson's here, but it was cool. It's yeah, fun. it was great. Rehearsal was a lot of fun. So. Earlier, I was talking about stuff I can't find. You were in a short called Below the Belt. Do you know where I can watch that? I actually don't know. I would have okay. to like uh, reach out to the director. I think like he submitted it to some film festivals, but I don't think it's up anywhere online. Okay. Is it kind of like you've seen Girl Fight? Yeah, it's not like Girl Fight. It's not like Girl Fight. Okay. 
No, it's more the fight is actually against this guy who I'm dating and I'm kind of prepping him for a fight. He's up against he's like getting ready for a big fight. We're both boxers and you're not boxing each other. We do box. I beat the shit out of him and I pee on him on it. Okay, maybe not watch that. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I kind of tie him you know up and then fight, beat right? him up. Huh? That's girl fight. What? Is that that's, the premise of girl fight? So what? Have you? No. Okay, spoiler alert, listeners. Spoiler alert for girl fight came out in 2000. It's, it's an old movie. So I watched it, alert. but I can't remember. That's not the premise of girl so fight. So at the end of the movie, well, she's dating this guy named Adrian. Michelle Rodriguez, 2000. You guys seen girl fights? One of my favorites. She starts dating this boxer in the same gym. At the end of the the movie, the final fight is against him. They're both in the same weight class. And she beats him. And initially, he doesn't want to fight her, obviously. Because um, mm-hmm. that's his girlfriend. And also, she's a girl. And that would, I mean, if you beat her or if you lose, you kind of look bad both ways. But they fight and she wins. And guess what? Her name's Diana. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's insane. Get out of here! So I don't know. I've never seen your short, but Girl Fight's one of my favorites, and I saw that the character you play was Diana, just like Michelle Rodriguez. No, so I don't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, it's been so long since I watched Girl Fight, and I surprisingly is not. I didn't watch it like let's say in preparation for that short either. Uh, I'm a lot of time, but no, no yeah, kind of like he's preparing to fight, and I'm kind of trying to get him mentally there. So I kind of like just I tie him up, I beat him up, I pee on him. Jesus. I kind of just like want him to know what it feels like to feel at his lowest. Mm, that's powerful. So he can remember like what that feels like and like not want to be there, you know? Yeah. That's kind of what the premise of the short was. Why do you like acting so much? It could be a really tough thing, continuously auditioning, getting nose. You're hot one minute, you're not the next. I'm not trying to be pessimistic or anything. I'm just giving mm-hmm. you like the Facts. real, why do you like doing this? I don't know. I think um, when I was younger, I used to like to like my younger sisters and my cousins. I used to like reenacting cartoons. I did the original live action of cartoons. <laughs> okay. No, like literally we, um, I would have, uh, I would assign us all characters from the proud family. Oh, wow. We would act out the scenes live action style. And sometimes I would like bring out a camera and like record it. Yeah. I'm like, you're a director. That's wonderful. Yeah. And then um, when I was, it's like these things that I like doing. I remember I, I was like a avid reader. I always, always been. So I used to always read a lot. And when I used to like reading out loud and impersonate like the different characters. Mm-hmm. And like, I would get really emotionally into it. Like in yeah. terms of like dialogue in, within a book. And then I remember finding a book where like the dialogue was kind of like, it was kind of written like in a play form. And mm-hmm. I, and I love that because then I would switch off like the characters and stuff, but I didn't realize that that was all acting things okay. until I got to middle school and I auditioned for my first play there because all of the kids were doing it. That was like a cool thing to do. And I remember taking that audition very seriously. I was like, everybody was just doing it because that was what all the cool kids were doing it. But I was right. like, I, like really, that's when it bit me. And I was like, I was taking it very seriously. I didn't get the role I went out for and I was heartbroken. Yeah. And then that's when I started looking into like, wait, there's people that actually do this for a living. Like there's actors out there. Like how does one become that? So that's, yeah, I think it just like, it was one of those things that I always kind of like was drawn to. I love watching movies and TV shows. So mm-hmm. it's tough. It's a tough industry. Like you said, you can be hot one moment, the next you're not. There's a lot of rejection, a lot of heartbreak, but the highs are great highs. Yeah. Yeah. So you went to Harvard. Mm-hmm. Right. You have a bachelor's and master's. What was your major? Biomedical engineering. So what are you doing or what do you want to do with that? I did a lot of stuff with that. Well, mm-hmm. um, after I, I worked in a bioengineering institute in Boston, that was part of the Harvard Medical School. And I worked there for about three and a half years while I was doing my master's. 
So I worked on like a melanoma vaccine, on other drug delivery systems. So yeah, I worked in a lab. That's great. Ran a lot of experiments on my own. Sometimes I would watch TV while I like would run experiments. And that's when I, you know, I started missing acting a lot because I would see some of my peers that I started acting with when I was in high school. I saw some of them on, you know, shows I would watch and I'm like, oh my God, like they're doing it, yeah. you know? And right. I'm here running experiments and playing with doing great shit, taking tests and stuff. Uh, so I really missed it. And then afterwards, when I moved back to New York, that was still kind of my side hustle was always in either uh, bioengineering, worked in a lab for like cancer therapeutics, or it had been like in the medical field. So spent a lot of years, like I would say over five years working in either the biomedical engineering field or the healthcare field. But now it's been put to rest as of two years ago, which is when I was able to finally like do away with a side job, you know? Gotcha. That's awesome though. But it's also it's great to always have that like as a, uh, a plan B, like my parents are immigrants. So they were like, you're going to do what now? You're going to be an actor now? So like, I think for them, it gives them a lot of peace of mind. Yeah, definitely. uh, Find a job. And I don't know if you know this, like there's a writer strike going on right now. Of course. Yeah. There might be an actor strike too. So I think like my parents have been like, so what are you doing (laughs) with that degree (laughs) during this time? And I'm like, "Mm." Yeah. Just let this strike, you know, figure itself out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I live in New York, so I, I've seen a couple of uh, rallies. So, yeah. Um, who do people say you look like besides Rosario Dawson? Rosario Dawson and Michelle Rodriguez had a baby. Oh, really? I guess I can see that. Because you have the looks of, of uh, Rosario Dawson, but the attitude of Michelle Rodriguez. What do you think I look like? Someone told me. Grace actually told me Hillary Swank. That was the first time I heard. Oh, shit. I can. I, I, yeah, I've never heard that, but that's I can see it. Uh, or Meghan Markle got in. Nah, no, I reject that. Um, but that's yeah, that's what I. Oh, Aaliyah. A bunch of people said Aaliyah. Yes, I was going to say that Aaliyah. Was new one. That was like, what? That I was like, well, that's new. That's <laughs> when, did the, when was the first time you heard that you look like Aaliyah? I think after the first season of like Harlem came out, mm. a few people commented that on my stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. I saw some social media chatter about this guy tweeted that like with your photo and said, uh, Wani Felice looks like Aaliyah. And if they have a biopic, she should play her. <laughs> and I was like, chill, <laughs> chill. <laughs> Cause I was going to like, I mean, I want you to be in what everything I want you to be in everything, but I mean, <laughs> If someone approached you, it was like, yo, we're making a movie. Biopic, Aaliyah. Please. We want we want you to lead it. Absolutely not. I should not be the one playing Aaliyah. <laughs> That's a setup. That's definitely a setup. I could play her girlfriend in a alternate <laughs> universe with Aaliyah. <laughs> like into the Spider-Verse or some shit. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I think you look at anybody else. You have like Alicia Keys vibes. Really? Okay, now this is no, no, I don't think so. Huh. That's interesting. It's well, it's it's more of a vibe, not a look. It's like a vibe. Maybe it's a New York thing. Being from I New remember York. when I was in high school, one of my friends told me I look like Matt Damon. No way. In what way? <laughs> I don't know, but I think it's the most ludicrous thing. That's the kind of thing where you're like, elaborate. <laughs> like Matt Damon for real. Um. Okay. So, do you watch Black Mirror? I watched a few episodes, but no, I didn't watch all of it. Why? I just like the show. Just wanted to see if you liked it too. <laughs> I did, but to be quite honest, that show creeped me out. It is very. It, it has given me nightmares to... previously, but it's yeah. so good. Show it's so meaty. It's so it's telling us what's going to happen in the next fifteen years. Yeah, I think I watched like two episodes, and like I just like I got really creeped out, and it's very yeah. hard to creep me out. Really? It was. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, one of them is like somebody was growing a, a body. Yes. Oh, my God. Now that's actually coming true. In their tub? I mean, part of that episode is coming true. The whole AI thing. Because she pretty much built an AI boyfriend. Sent all his emails and his text yeah. messages to a and website. And then he trapped all the like memories or whatnot in their brain and pictures. 
pictures, everything. And then you can talk to that person based off of the AI that you created. Yeah. That's happening now. Mm-hmm. See, the show makes things or does it make it? Elon Musk, he's doing that. He's creating. Oh, yeah, with the um, girlfriend. See or... how far how far that gets. I don't know. Um, you ever thought about doing a podcast? I've been asked that. Um, I feel like it's a lot of work. Isn't it a lot of work? I think it's a lot of work. I don't know. If you get a good editor, you can just talk. Someone, yeah, someone suggested I should do a podcast with my wife about relationships and giving relationship advice and talking relationship stuff. Ooh, you got a lot to say? We do. Like, we clearly have a lot to say when we watch reality shows and then we talk and we like, all right, what do you think of this? You know, like, yeah. Hey, if you need an editor, I'm just here. I'm just helping with the movement. But I don't know. I'm actually like really shy. So you aren't. Yeah, I'm shy. Wani, stop it. You stop. To it. really put myself out there all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'm shy. That's it. You have any questions for me or anything to add? Uh, what kind of role would you want to see me in next? Final girl in a horror movie. A social horror. Yeah. If not, yeah. a slasher thing. Final girl, definitely. It's funny. I didn't think you'd ask me that. I had that ready. That's really good. In fact, I'm actually off to shoot a film next month well in a few days um <laughs> and it's a psychological horror what's my genre and yeah cool cool well i'm gonna i don't even need to watch the trailer it, it, i'm I just gonna go to call it a final girl but definitely don't, yeah that's enough don't because i'll figure it out and like i don't even watch trailers and i especially won't watch your trailers because i don't need to and it will be a queer character too so there's a bonus there you go that's it come to the end of our journey thank you so much for for doing this and thank, thank you for being you. here you're absolutely great i was so nervous because i couldn't like i couldn't read you through those text messages i couldn't get your personality on does it translate it does it does i was like really like surprised but like really flattered thank you Ooh, that was fun that's cool. You know, I love talking to other creative people that are kind of cheesy like me. So uh, she definitely has uh, that going for her. But also, shout out to my sister, Nisi Smith. She helped me produce this episode by giving me help with a few things. And if you guys want to hit up Wani on her social media, check out uh, the show notes. There's a link to her Instagram there. So you can give her a follow and stay connected. We've been trying to get actors from the show Girlfriends to be on the podcast with no success. But uh, now that there's an actor strike, I don't know when we'll be able to do that. But we'll see how it goes. If you want to, give us a review, five stars, and also let us know what you thought. You can find us on our social media, at HellYesGirl on TikTok, and at HellYesGirl on Twitter. And as always, guys, be good, be safe. This is your girl, Nettie. See you next time.